Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine, and I'm your host on this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Nick Augustine PR. Uh, our 30-minute weekly guest call-in show covers local and national legal news and events, as well as legal experts and current trends in law practice management. We cover important news and issues that affect various practice areas, so get in touch and let's tell your story. Partial support for Law Talk Radio comes from our sponsor advertisers who cover our production fees. We encourage our friends and colleagues to help sponsor the production of our Law Talk Radio shows. Send me an email for more information on sponsor plans and benefits directly at nick at nickaugustinepr.com, spelled N-I-C-K-A-U-G-U-S-T-I-N-E-P-R.com. Don't forget to share the on-demand links to these episodes in your social media networks when you see something you want to share. All of our episodes and several other programs are available on the Nick Augustine PR website under the Listen Now link in the middle of the homepage. You can also visit, like, and share our Law Talk Radio episodes on the Law Talk Radio pages, again, on Facebook and Twitter. Our host, Chog, is all about the Sports Legacy Institute and Brain Trolls. Of the Sports Legacy Institute in Chicago is to advance the study, treatment, and prevention of the effects of brain trauma in athletes and other at risk groups. Caitlin McElroy, field associate, joins us along with Chicago injury and health law attorney Michael Fabia to talk about validation and outreach objectives and activities held by the Sports Legacy Institute in Chicago. Caitlin McElroy joined the SLI team in January 2013 as a field associate in Chicago. Caitlin comes from a nonprofit background, having worked previously for the American Cancer Society in fundraising and development, among other groups. In 2009, Caitlin graduated from the DePaul University with the Bachelor's of Art in Secondary Education, and Caitlin earned her master's degree in public policy in May 2013 at the Loyola University of Chicago. Michael Fabia is the principal and managing attorney for the law firm of Michael Fabia and Associates in Chicago, representing individuals, small and large corporations, professionals, and professional groups and organizations. A highly skilled lawyer with 20-plus years of experience, Michael leverages his health law background in conjunction with a highly skilled team of litigators, experts, and investigators to obtain maximum results for each of his clients, and Michael and Caitlin are both uh, involved uh, heavily with the Sports Legacy Institute. Topics we'll cover on Graham. First, we'll ask... Uh, our guest to talk a little bit about the focus and mission of the Sports Legacy Institute organization. Then we'll ask a little bit about how SLI engages its members to further its objectives and share the same with the public. Then we'll all talk about current trends, news, and developments in concussion and brain injury. Then after a short break, we'll uh, ask and find out what the legal community of injury attorneys should know about SLI as a valued resource. And finally, we'll talk about uh, different information on upcoming events and opportunities to share this information and spread more awareness about Sports Legacy Institute and its good work. By way of short disclaimer, this is a general information and entertainment program, and the advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice. Communication with attorneys on our show and callers on our show cannot give rise to an attorney-client relationship. If you have specific questions, you should consult with an attorney in your area. All broadcast rights are reserved. And without uh, further ado, I'd like to go ahead and welcome our guests. First, we'll say hello to Caitlin and then to Mr. Fabia. Hi, Nick. Thanks for having us on today. Hi, and Mike, it's nice to have you on as well. Yes, hi, Nick. How are you? Nice uh, to be uh, on your show today. 
All right. Well, thank you both for your valuable time. I know that you're very busy professionals, so let's jump right in. Um, Caitlin, if you'd like to lead us in discussion, tell us a little bit about, again, more about the focus and mission of Sports Legacy Institute and about the organization. Sure. Um, well, we were started in 2007. Um, our co-founders were our current executive director, Chris Nowinski, uh, and Dr. Bob Cantu, um, a well-known professional in, in the concussion space. Um, and basically it grew out of Chris's own experience um, with post-concussion syndrome. He was a, a football player uh, at Harvard and uh, ventured into the world of professional wrestling with WWE shortly after. And um, probably over, over his career, he'll tell you, he now knows he's had lots of concussions, but one in particular that, that ended his career um, and left some lasting effects with uh, post-concussion syndrome. Um, eventually led him to uh, Dr. Cantu and through his own research, um, found that this was a big issue that not very many people were talking about, um, and people should be talking about it. Um, and through that research, uh, wrote his own book on, on the concussion crisis in, in the U.S., and um, then further, uh, the two of them uh, founded SLI. Um, basically, the mission of our organization, we're dedicated to solving the concussion crisis in sports and the military uh, through research, treatment, education and prevention. Um, so our three three main focuses that, that uh, we have as an organization are research, um, education for coaches, parents, uh, athletes, medical professionals, um, and then uh, helping to change policies and influence policies um, across the country, whether that be at the legislative level or working with uh, state associations uh, or sports organizations to um, see how we can be playing sports sports smarter. Mm -hmm. That's a, very good. And when we talk about sports, I'd like to note that just before we went live, we were uh, mentioning that, uh, you know, right now we're big into football season, and not only the players out on the field are the ones who are at risk. Uh, isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things that we um, are trying to do through our education is, is help uh, coaches and parents and, and athletes themselves recognize that this isn't just a football issue, this isn't just an NFL issue, although we see that, in, you know, heavily covered in the media, this is something that can happen um, in many sports, and, and we're seeing that, and we're seeing that in girls' sports. Um, I, and the cheerleaders. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, but, but both sides of the lines on, on the football field. Um, cheerleaders, mm -hmm. uh, I think, Mike, you mentioned before we came on, uh, at the collegiate level, you know, uh, some of the uh, collegiate level cheerleading is some of the some high rates of, of head injuries and incidents of head injuries. So, absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, okay. you know, some of the other obvious sports, Nick, are, you know, hockey and you have uh, lacrosse that is a, uh, I mean, if you've watched men's lacrosse, I mean, that's a pretty brutal sport and there's a lot of concussions and the injuries arising out of that sport as well. Soccer, people don't think about it, but there's uh, you know significant uh, brain trauma occurring for, for soccer players and even baseball players who might get hit with a ball or even sliding. So it, it's widespread. This is across all the sports. And then ultimately, I think we also discovered uh, that military uh personnel when they come back from uh, the war zone if they're in active duty uh, end up having some of the same problems and and so mm. we've also start fo started to focus on some of their issues as well 
And what's the response been from the uh, armed forces and military? And I know that just as a preface, uh, preface comment, um, you know, with the uh, very unfortunate events that occurred yesterday in Washington, D.C., uh, many people immediately start talking about the need for more assistance for our armed service members within mental health. Uh, that's certainly a big focus. Um, and this is the first time, and I'm proud to uh, hear that you're talking about um, a traumatic brain injury for our, our members of our armed forces. Yeah, I'll let Caitlin speak on it in a second. But you know, my my feeling is uh, that like sports, it just was not well recognized, or, or or military people just kind of didn't take it as serious as it should have been. Over the years, you know, it, it has become obvious that many people who have had traumatic uh, incidents uh, relating to uh, you know some of the uh, uh, bombs and other explosives that are being used. Uh, with with sustained brain damage and essentially the VA hospitals and even other private doctors would not give it the significance or importance that it was deserving. And I think with some of the work that uh, Dr. Cantu and Chris uh, Nowinski, and I do have to say they were pioneers in this area, I think the information about concussions is now spread to military personnel. And as you know, Nick, I'm involved with the John Marshall Law School Veterans uh, advocacy clinic and we find that a lot of people coming in to our clinic with problems whether legal or emotional or family related problems oftentimes are former uh, active military duty men who uh, have obvious brain uh, have had some brain uh, uh, injuries mm-hmm. and so we're mm-hmm. it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a one of our missions to continue to educate uh, not only the public but the the military about the, this, and I think they're picking up on it now. Mm-hmm. So important, Caitlin. Do you have any more comments on the military uh, service members? Yeah, um, I'll just jump in real quick. But um, you know, I think there's a, a lot to be uh, learned from from that community. Like Mike said, you know, they're coming back with um, some significant injuries um, that have lasting effects. I think where um, we've intersected with the military is, you know, our, our research um, is done out of Boston University, um, and probably um, one of the things we're most well-known for, our, our brain bank, um, doing um, research on the, the disease CTE, which, we, you know, you've heard about in many uh, prominent NFL players, um, but two, actually two of our legacy donors who um, have, have since donated their, their brain um, were uh, had experience in the military, um, and I think the more the research progresses, I think that um, our efforts in research will include uh, folks that have been exposed to some of those injuries um, that have the potential to uh, have CTE and some of those effects um, um, from from their service. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, as you had mentioned, Caitlin, uh, research, education, and changing policy are important goals of the group, and um, I'll say that many lawyers, and we'll ask Mike to comment on this in a second, many lawyers, uh, you know, a lot of the lawsuits that are brought, you know, especially with the, the NFL concussion cases, it's not to stop the NFL, it's not to stop football, it's to make it safer and to change policy within the organizations to try to protect people. Uh, but could you tell us a little bit, Caitlin, uh, with these three goals, what SLI does to engage members to further these objectives, and then also sharing those with the public? Sure, sure. Um, 
Well, our one of our primary focuses when we're dealing with um, getting this information out to the public is obviously through our education programs. We have um, two main education programs, one called our, our uh, Sports Legacy Institute Community Educators or our SLICE program. Um, and basically we have started nine uh, university chapters across the country um, and have trained uh, medical professionals or medical students or future medical students um, that are interested in the uh, issue of concussion to be able to then go into grades 4 through 12 and give um, short interactive concussion education programs. Um, and it's we've really seen, um, you know, the effects of this, and, and it's been very successful. Um, it's actually um, the only validated youth concussion education program out there. Um, there's a study done. Uh, with our Boston University uh, chapter um, to show the program effectiveness, and it's just it's been extremely successful across the country in, in educating actual athletes. You know, our our idea uh, or our um, perspective is that you know when you're you're dealing with students that are say you know 10, 12 years old, if you don't tell them what a concussion is, they're never going to know that that right. headache they have or that, that dizziness they have is actually something they should tell a coach or a parent um, and, mm -hmm. and have them get out. So that's our that's our first education program. Our second is geared toward um, an adult audience, so coaches, parents, medical professionals, um, anyone learning to, wanting to learn more and really is the gold standard of concussion education. It was developed by international experts, um, and uh, it's it's about 60 to 90 minutes of multimedia uh, presentation just to, to teach um, from nuts, to, nuts and bolts about concussion and why this is important, what are some potential long-term effects if, if not treated. So, um, you know, education is obviously probably number one for us, but uh, like you said, policy as well. Um, one of our, our biggest um, pushes uh, in the future. Our, our next initiative is called our Hit Count Initiative, um, and we feel this is the way that we can play sports smarter and safer. Um, and it's basically based on the philosophy of, you know, we all know what a pitch count is in Little League, where you're limiting the number of pitches to save, you know, an uh, athlete's arm or an elbow, but um, we basically found that we're doing a whole lot to save, you know, kids' elbows, but not so much to save kids' brains. So, um, right. You know, the Hit Count Initiative is basically um, trying to figure out ways to hit less, um, whether that be, you know, cutting down in practice or limiting the number of days of hitting in practice. So we've we've done some, uh, you know, really cool things. We've partnered with some technology companies last year who, you know, initially uh, were interested to sponsor the program. Um, and basically they're, all their technology is is able to count the number of hits and also the, the force that they're getting hit. And um, our goal in the future is to be able to act, to, you know, to, we're, we're developing a certification um, standard to be able to certify products. So when they're out in the marketplace, you can see that they're, you know, from a organization that's putting their stamp of approval to be able to say these are good products and this is a way that you can understand how many times your your child is getting hit on the field and, and how to change behaviors to limit the, those hits. So, uh, wow, yeah, that's, that's our next big push of policy, yeah. That's so important. That's such good news to hear because let me tell you, uh, I remember playing t-ball in the late 70s, early 80s, and it was get up, brush yourself off, take your base. 
you know. Yep. Um, yeah, and uh, that was, and I've heard so many. And you know, Mike, I'll ask you quickly. Um, I know that a lot of folks who practice in the area that is referred to as school law uh, now has a lot of parents focusing on what's happening with their child athletes. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, um, our discussion here again from a from a legal perspective and uh, what your personal opinions are about the uh, the goals of uh, some of these lawsuits and what you hope might come out of this? Well, obviously there there's some significant lawsuits out, out there. The main one out that uh, that comes to mind is the NFL uh, lawsuit, where recently. Uh, uh, it was settled uh, for seven hundred and sixty five million dollars plus costs and you know and they're you know the the mission of that and and you could argue both ways was it enough was it not enough but in my in my mind it it did send out a huge message to other entities that you, and mm-hmm. there is exposure here, and this is including school districts this is including colleges this is including other uh, organizations that host uh, sporting events or or basically encourage sports uh, they have an obligation or duty to make sure that their you know their participants are relatively safe there's no guarantees we know that sports is uh, there's some risk to sports but as Caitlin was saying uh you know there are things that can be done and should be done to minimize the risks and still enjoy the sport we, as you said earlier Nick uh, we're not trying to uh, end sports. I mean, we we all enjoy sports. We're actively involved in sports. We just want it to be safer, and we want the participants, uh, especially our younger participants at school level, where they're just not in a position to make decisions on their own, to be safe and and protected as much as possible. And I think our mission by work, my mission with working with SLI and organizations like SLI, and representing plaintiffs uh, in these type of cases is to send a message to those that would not necessarily heed the uh, the warnings that we're uh, issuing out there that these are dangerous activities and they should take safeguards to protect their participants. So that's Very where good. I see the lawsuits have a, a positive effect in the long run. Yeah, especially in changing, not only in changing policy, but changing awareness and bringing it to people's minds. So this is the halfway in our episodes where I would have paused and uh, for any of you out there listening who are interested in sponsoring a Law Talk radio episode, you can get in touch with me. Uh, where we don't have a sponsor, we will uh, be the sponsor ourselves. And I'll tell you a little bit about Nick Augustine PR today. It's a creative content marketing agency offering affordable monthly marketing and publicity plans to individual and small business clients. The Nick Augustine PR monthly plans focus on writing and managing social media, blogs, PR and public relations services. A few of the benefits of our monthly plans we offer are, one, our content is custom written for you and we avoid promoting your competitors. Two, as clients, you may email us articles that we'll add to the publication calendars as we are also looking and sharing news in your uh, practice area or your industry. And third, your clients do expect you to maintain a reasonable presence online, and we maintain it for you so you can focus on your work. Again, you can contact me at nick at nickaugustinepr.com to find out more about what we can do to help keep your marketing machines moving. All right, back to our program now with Caitlin McElvoy and uh, Mike Fabia also. 
from the Sports Legacy Institute, and Mike Fabia is a a private practice attorney in the city of Chicago. Um, I, we, one of the things that we talked about uh, in the first part of our show was research in the field of traumatic brain injury, injury and concussion and safety helmets um, was something that uh, I saw in the news recently. And I know that there's a team of, uh, of uh, physicians, at, I believe at the University of Wisconsin, who are studying different uh, safety helmets this year. Um, Caitlin or Mike, could you talk a little bit more about uh, the new technologies generally and things that you'd like to, to share with our listeners? Uh, sure, I'll jump in. I, I think uh, on the technology front, um, you know, we, we don't do quite as much with, with uh, working with helmets um, because um, as, as many of you know, maybe you don't, um, you know, you can still sustain a concussion without or with a helmet on. Um, there are, aren't really uh, helmets that are con- totally concussion-proof. So, uh, but one thing that um, you know, as I, I kind of alluded to in terms of the technology space that we're, we're working with, is uh, these impact indicators, the the hit count um, measures. So, um, you know, we, we really think that this is uh, something we're we're going to see um, kind of blow up in the future and be a huge tool for uh, for us to kind of look at sports and, and how we could be doing it safer. Mm-hmm. And I'll mm-hmm. just add that I, I know for a fact that Rydell and uh, Schutz Sports uh, have both taken uh, positive ac- action to try to develop helmets that are a little safer and, and uh, do provide a little more protection. But as Caitlin says, and I agree, uh, concussions can still occur even with the best of helmets. Nonetheless, it's, I, I think it's, it's a great thing that they're looking and, and creating new types of cushioning and new types of, uh, of protective uh, pads to help safeguard the more obvious types of uh, concussion injuries that can occur. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, again, a lot of people uh, kind of miss the connection there that, um, you know, the, uh, the helmet can protect the skull, but the brain is inside the skull surrounded by fluid and, um, you know, uh, I agree. Um, So let's talk a little bit about uh, some events that SLI holds. In particular, you have an upcoming open house. Caitlin, would you like to tell us about that? Sure, yeah. Uh, We have kind of our first larger uh, event here in Chicago. Um, Just a a little bit of background on this. In 2011, we launched the Chicago Concussion Coalition uh, we found that we had lots of supporters, uh, great advocates like Mike, um, here in Chicago, and, and started the coalition, uh, which is group, a group of individuals and uh, organizations and businesses who have all kind of put their support behind SLI and what we're doing um, and have helped kind of drive uh, the education programs here and funding that. Um, and we're having kind of our first larger fundraiser uh, on October 7th at um, the University Club of Chicago, um, and if you go to sportslegacy.org, you can learn more about that event and, and the organization in general. Um, but we're hoping to kind of gather some supporters and tell them a little bit about what we're doing in Chicago and what we plan on doing to expand our reach with education and policy here. Um, some, some of our, our major supporters, uh, some former athletes, former Bears uh, players, and um, we'll be here uh, speaking about their experience and, and why they're get, they have gotten involved in, in the organization. So we're looking forward to it. 
very excited to know who is a good person who might attend that. And what I'm kind of steering towards is uh, my follow-up question for Mike. Um, as far as SLI as resources, uh, especially for people in the legal community, let's say some, uh, you're an attorney and someone comes to your office and says, this is going on, that's going on, um, how can SLI be a good resource? And again, who uh, is eligible or should uh, check out and attend this event and how do they get more information? Sorry, double well, question. Well, I there. think anyone who has an interest in this issue should attend. It's a great event that's being host, hosted by Bob uh, Rob Johnson of CB, CBS News uh, and uh, several uh, uh, highly well-known uh, professionals and entertainment people are involved, like Billy Corgan, Bill Daly. Um, I could go down the list. Uh, Gary Fensick, I, I know Chicagoans would recognize some of these names. Um, mm-hmm. uh, as to... Uh, how I interact with them, or for attorneys in particular, I think they have, in both Chris and Dr. Cantu, and a, a large number of affiliates that they have in the medical profession that, that uh, are available to provide uh, counsel and also expert uh, um, testimony. And I have uh, discussed numerous cases with both of them regarding pending cases and they you know they uh, have the resources and have the information and knowledge to help uh, develop a case in this area if you were to be a plaintiff's lawyer and a defense lawyer if you wanted to defend against a case like this uh, certainly they would ser- be able to pr- help find experts in this area and so i think for that additional reason as a, an attorney you might want to be somewhat involved with this organization mhm Caitlin, anything further on that? Yeah, I, I think Mike hit the nail on the head. Um, I can't speak as much to the legal uh, side of things, but I think if you're interested in this topic, it's obviously something that's that's out there that's becoming uh, more well-known. But if you want to learn more about what we're doing specifically here in Chicago and, and what you can do in your own community um, to bring uh, education resources um, and, and get involved in that way, I definitely think it's a great opportunity to learn what we're doing and what how you can get involved um, in your mm-hmm. own community. Are you also looking for uh, new members generally? Uh, and secondly, how can someone access the information? about Do they have to register, sign up? Is it free? Do they have to pay? Uh, so people who want to get involved, again, opportunities sure. for them to be involved and about the event more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, I think the best way to, to go access information about um, how to get involved uh, with SLI generally and whether that be with our education programs or, or helping as a supporter would be to go to our general web- website, sportslegacy.org. Um, and on there, there's a giant link of featured um, event, which is our Chicago event. If you click on that, uh, you'll be able to um, see more specifics about the event, but um, also to register. You can register online. Uh, and we strongly encourage people to do that. Um, and uh, tickets are $125. Um, you can join um, as a member of the Ch- uh, Chicago Concussion Coalition, um, individuals and um, and uh, organizations and businesses can join. Um, again, there's information on the website on how to best do that. Um, and um, if you do that, you do get to, to come as, as a coalition member for a $100 ticket. Um, and we strongly encourage, we're trying to build our reach here in Chicago and, and definitely um, hearing from people that are advocates and supporters and joining the coalition would be a great first step to do that. 
Very, very exciting. What other future trends are they likely to uh, see as they get involved? Um, well, Nick, uh, okay, ahead, let, let me just add real quick, and maybe you, you spoke on this earlier, but another thing that SLI and the Chicago Co- Co- Coalition does is provide free count, free uh, uh, free programs for educational institutions. So we have uh, you know doctors and other professionals that go out to various institutions and will will lecture on some of the risks of uh, uh, head trauma. I know Caitlin spoke about that a little bit, but I just want to invite any of your listeners who would want a presentation. Uh, basically, a free presentation done at their uh, their school, their institution, their you know work uh, location, if it makes sense. Uh, we do provide those services, and and basically, it's part of our educational mission. Oh well, that's just good. I mean, that's a wonderful thing to uh, have someone come out and uh, talk directly to schools and coaches and teams. I'm so excited to learn more. I'm glad to have you both on the show today. I've learned a lot more about SLI, and I look forward to keeping in touch. So, Caitlin, I want to thank you very much for your time, and Michael, thank you very much for your time as well. My pleasure. Thank you, Nick. All right. Well, again, we'll look forward to some updates. I also want to thank our guests out there for remembering to tune into this episode of Law Talk Radio. You can find more of our uh, Internet-based episodes on NickAugustinePR.com, where you can uh, check, click the Listen Now uh, tab to find all of our several different programs and also the link to our host channel on the Blog Talk Radio Network, where you can find our shows dating back to uh, 2009. We have been producing top-quality national programming since 2009, as I said, and have earned well over 75,000 unique fans who've listened to our show. So we appreciate everyone's support and listening and sharing our programming, because many people find our shows on their friends' Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn pages. Again, thank you to all of our guests on the Law Talk Radio program and for our listeners to help share this information so everyone can be a better informed practitioner and consumer. Everyone, have a great day. Thank you again to our guests. We'll see you soon.